Hi, I'm Whiskey Stevens, and you're listening to the Grunge Magic Podcast. One of the reasons I really loved the 90s grunge scene was that people weren't afraid to be who they were and dress in what they had. They made it look cool. And they spoke their minds about issues that they thought were important. I recently had a conversation with my spiritual counselor, Kellyanne Maddox, and I asked her about her own thoughts on true will. The conversation was everything that I was hoping to have, as she had pointed out some things that I really didn't think about before. Until that conversation, I had only associated true will with purpose, and in my mind, that meant career. Of course, I now see this as kind of a limiting view to have, and one that really doesn't include a lot of people which I'd really never intend to do. Uh, You know, if anybody out there has ever not felt included, it's not the best feeling, and I really wouldn't want that for anybody else. So, of course, I thought in this episode, we could talk about true will and ableism. To start, ableism is discrimination in favor of able-bodied people, which can often look like not making work accommodations and mocking people with disabilities. True will is something that I think is going to take a little bit longer to define, and some people may have different opinions on what true will is and what it means, and so if you think something differently, uh, by all means, if you're listening to this on YouTube, Type it into the comments, and it may spark a secondary discussion. The way that I have personally come to understand true will is that it is multifaceted. It isn't just one thing, but it's everything, in a sense. So, if we go by the line, love is the law, love under will, do it thou will, shall be the whole of the law, There's a lot to dissect there, actually. So love, meaning agape, is divine love, as I kind of understand it now, which is different from the love that humans feel for one another. And my question with that is, you know, if it's divine love, does that mean that all forms of love are within it? And I guess that's a question for another episode, but... Um, Love under will, I personally feel it shows that agape is the foundation of will. So you kind of need love to carry out will, and on the flip side, you need action or will for divine love to work through you in the world. Do what thou will is interesting because it shows a freedom to follow one's true will, and a way of having divine love come through the individual. Will is not always what someone wants to do. For example, I'm quite the alcoholic. I want to drink, but that would only leave me penniless and waste all of my resources. Instead, I must abstain from alcohol to the best of my ability in order to be able to at least have the chance at 
fulfilling my true will. So there's a level of self-discipline. In Magic Without Tears, Aleister Crowley writes, Shameful Confession. One of my own cellists said recently, quote, Self-discipline is a form of restriction, end quote. And here, when Crowley's talking about the word restriction, we're really talking about sin. Um, because in Thelema, really, restriction uh, is seen as a sin. So, of all the other rubbish, Crowley writes, about 90% of Thelema, at a guess, is nothing but self-discipline. One is only allowed to do anything and everything, so as to have more scope for exercising that virtue. Concentrate on, thou hast no right but to do thy will. The point is that any possible act is to be performed if it is a necessary factor in that equation of your will. Any act that is not such a factor, however harmless, noble, virtuous, or what not, is at best a waste of energy. But there are no artificial barriers on any type of act in general. The standard of conduct has one single touchstone. There may be, there will be, every kind of difficulty in determining whether, by this standard, any given act is right or wrong. But there should be no confusion. No act is righteous in itself, but only in reference to the true will of the person who proposes to perform it. This is the doctrine of relativity applied to the moral sphere. So when, when we see that this, what Crowley's talking about, there is a level of discernment and self-discipline. And really the discernment is our own. We are the only ones that can say what is right or wrong for us and for our own true will. There are no laws except for the laws that we place on ourselves, and there are no laws above the human laws. So we are really the ones that get to make that decision, what is right or wrong for us. And we do see kind of that will is not just all about doing whatever we want, whenever we want it. So I started thinking about will and what it meant after listening to the Living Thelema podcast. And David, the host, had said uh, something about someone who finds their true will and follows it will become an expert in their field. And I agree, if their career has something to do with their true will. And really, who am I to question David Schumacher? But always, you know, I mean, first I want to say, David, I love his podcast. He's an amazing writer. I really admire his work. And I, I kind of, I do agree with that statement like I said, if, if their career has something to do with their true will. But I want to talk about it a little bit. So, I mean, I would love if my true will 
and great work had something to do with the occult and writing. And do I want David's statement to be right? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I do. But I also want to mention that true will is more than a career. Will is with you, career or not. It's with you, even in your lowest moments, where you don't feel like you have a purpose at all. If we're all stars, that means we all have divine energy. We are divine energy. And that will is going to work through us. And is it not true that just by being, we have purpose? If we are divine, we must have divine purpose. So I think that will is something that can work through us both consciously and subconsciously. We may take actions like eating healthy so that we have the energy needed to do things during the day which could assist with our true will. But we could also have a true will that is beyond our career. And our career could just be a means to an end, something that helps us to have financial stability so that we are taken care of to do the things in life that we enjoy. And of course, what about the people who can't work? They too have will. And their great work will be something that is unique to them, just as it is unique to everyone. When we think of our true will as only being about work or career or even purpose, we are leaving out a lot of people whose true will is going to show up in a different way. Alan Watts once spoke about the different levels of the human experience and how we're all here to have such an experience. And of course, each and every person is going to experience life differently, feel it differently, see it differently, etc. The human experience for someone with a mental illness, like bipolar disorder, such as myself, is going to look different to someone who has a physical disability. It's going to look different to someone who has both a mental and a physical disability. And it's going to look different yet to someone with no disability. How we move through the world in our own unique way, the people that we meet, the things that we say, the choices we make, what we create, the memories we share with people, are all part of the way our will is brought into the world. So looking at the Hermetic Library, um, I was reading the new comments, which Crowley had written uh, to go along with the Book of the Law. And uh, one of the old comments from the Book of the Law reads, he is symbolized by Hippocrates, which is the Greek name for Horus. Crowned child upon the lotus whose shadow is silent. Yet silence is the act of adoration, not the dumb callousness of heaven towards man, but the supreme ritual. 
the silence of supreme orgasm, the stilling of all voices in the perfect rapture. The new comment, uh, which it really is, it shows what was going on. So Crowley kind of wrote this comment to show um, what he was, what was being said during the Book of the Law. And the new comment reads, Hippocrates is the dwarf soul, the secret self of every man, the serpent with the lion's head. Now had it knows knew it by virtue of his going or love. It is therefore wrong to worship Haddit. One is to be Haddit and worship her. We are exhorted to offer ourselves unto Nuit, pilgrims to all her temples. It is bad magic to admit that one is other than one's inmost self. One should plunge passionately into every possible experience. By doing so, one is purged of those personal prejudices, which we took so stupidly for ourselves, though they prevented us from realizing our true will and from knowing our names and natures. The aspirant must well understand that it is no paradox to say that the annihilation of the ego in the abyss is the condition of emancipating the true self and exalting it to unimaginable heights. So long as one remains one's self, one is overwhelmed by the universe. Destroy the sense of self, and every event is equally an expression of one's will, since its occurrence is the resultant of the concourse of the forces which one recognizes as one's own. So from this excerpt, we see that Haddit is the motivating force behind will, and is the small point within the core of everything. Nuit is the expanded circle whose center is everywhere. The interaction between these two cosmic principles creates the manifested universe, the manifested will. To destroy one's sense of self through the experiences of Nuit, we see every event is equally the expression of one's will, as it is the gathering of forces that we recognize as our own. I personally feel each individual, should they have the experience of crossing the abyss and dissolving the ego they once knew, will have that experience in a way that is unique to them. And I personally feel that this experience is available to each and every one of us. And although there may be a set formula or outline that is visible to the objective observer, the experiences themselves will feel different and appear different to the individual that is having the experience. Because of this, I think each and every person has will, and they have true will in the capital sense, and they have the ability to either recognize it or fulfill it in some way, 
and Will is not married to the notion of career. Although for many, it will show itself in this area because I feel that's where most people will begin to look for it. It is most important for each and every individual to know that whether they have the desire to pursue a career, normal, or one that is outside of societal norms, or whether they don't pursue a career for whatever reason, that they still have will, and the ability to understand their own true will. We can also think of will within different time periods. Today, amidst the hustle and bustle of modern capitalism, it seems normal to attribute one's worth to what they do for a living. But this, of course, is wrong on many levels. People who are more than what they do for money, you know, people are more than what they do for money. You know, we are human beings having a human experience with emotions and reactions and complex thoughts. We are divine energy. Our worth is far more than anything that we can do. We are born worthy and we will die worthy. Solemma and the idea of true will must be inclusive to all individuals. Now this brings me to the second note on equality that I'd like to briefly touch on before time is up. It was written that every man and every woman is a star. Today that would or should read every person is a star so as to include every individual, including non-binary individuals. I had posted something on my social media earlier this month that read, If you say every person is a star, but then go on to explain that all stars are not the same, you are doing it wrong. Of course, then someone commented saying, Point to any star in the sky and show me how they're all the same. The fact that people will try to point to the stars and then tell us that this means some people just shine brighter than others feels off to me. Something about that just doesn't feel right. Of course, everyone is unique, but who is the judge here? What determines when and how Someone is shining brighter than someone else. That just comes down to personal judgment. That's just a personal judgment. That's one person judging another person in comparison to how they see the world and how they view people. And that's kind of just a gateway for not treating people equally. On Llewellyn's website, it suggests that there is a dual meaning. So the first is that every one of us is divine at our core and that our destiny is to make our whole person divine. And the second is that we are all evolving towards roles of greater responsibility. 
I believe that these are accurate descriptions and that you can either take them both or opt for just the first one. Every individual is divine. We are divine at our core. We are all stars. Therefore, we are all equal. Although we have different strengths and weaknesses, different passions and interests, different ways of seeing and experiencing the world, we are all of equal divinity. Moving forward, how do we ensure that our religions and belief systems are inclusive in all of the ways that we want them to be? I think that this will come down to how each and every person practices their spiritual path in the real world. Thelema is a living religion, and so by each Thelemite's actions, there should be a general consensus of inclusivity and non-discriminatory actions. This can happen by being aware of what we do and say and the words that we use and how we explain our own interpretations of the texts, such as every person is a star. Language is at the root of all that we do. It is the text that we read and hear and the words we choose to communicate our own thoughts and feelings with to the outside world. By choosing carefully our own words, we can help to build a more inclusive environment for all. We can also watch for tokenism and guard against it. In such a religion as Thelema, because of the fact that, you know, we have do as thou will shall be the whole of the law, we should be okay to think that tokenism doesn't happen within our community, but it can. Tokenism is defined as the practice of making only a perfunctory or symbolic effort to do a particular thing especially by recruiting a small number of people from underrepresented groups in order to give the appearance of equality within society. Religious groups and online communities should actively guard against their members being used as tokens. It's a dehumanizing action that only serves to use someone. A member of any religion or spiritual path does not deserve that. Spirituality is and should be treated with respect, and it's a sacred thing. And if we're all divine, we should be treated as such. Each person has a right to practice and participate as they choose in their own free will. Next, we as a community can aim to be more inclusive and inviting in online settings as well, ensuring that groups are open to those with disabilities and that no form of discrimination takes place within them or by their members who govern the group. This can look like inviting all members to rituals or online events, but it can also look like not forcing attendance. It can look like accommodating or finding accommodations that may be needed, such as headphones or speech-to-text options. As well, understanding that the way people communicate is going to be different, 
and to approach these differences with a tolerant attitude. And there should be an openness to all financial situations for those who are unable to work or not working for a period of time. And of course, providing equal opportunity for positions of responsibility within in-person and online groups. There is work to be done within all religions and spiritual practices, and I have faith that in modern times, religious and spiritual beliefs will become more modernized as well. As a closing, will is for everyone, and it's not married to what you do or don't do for a living. We are all divine, and you, yes, you, the listener, are badass and entirely magical. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble and rant about true will, dilemma, ableism, inclusivity, and I will see you again for the next episode.